<clears throat> All right. And. Hello and welcome to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast, uh, or as we might want to call it today, Colin, uh, original, the totally long shot <laughs> podcast, something. Nailed it. More adjectives. Nailed it. Wow. I, of course, am Chris Brady-Denton, co-host of this year, Long Shot slash Green Day podcast, whatever the fuck we're calling it these days, Mm -hmm. and joined, as always, with Mr. Colin Brady, uh, equal Green Day slash Long Shot fan. How are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Doing well. That's Colin Matthew Watson Brady to you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's not forget the Matthew Watson. Mm. Wouldn't wouldn't want to forget that, Meriwether. And... Mm. Today we're talking about, while normally our job here is to talk about all things Green Day, we're actually talking about a little detour. We're taking a detour into something Green Day adjacent, and that, of course, is Billy Joe's big side project from 2018, The Long Shot. Mm -hmm. And their album, uh, only album they put out, I should say, Love is for Losers. Love is for losers. You're a loser. You're fired. Oh, God. I don't even know if we can joke about that now, you know? I don't... Jeez. Yeah, remember that guy from The Apprentice, Goss? He sure was quirky. God, wouldn't it be fucking uh, hilarious if he became president, of all people? Yeah, whatever happened to that guy, right? (laughs) What if he did become president? (laughs) That'd be wild. I'm glad we can laugh about it now. We're all gonna die. Um, So, yeah, Love is for Losers is the name of the album. It's, uh... I guess we can get into it in a second, but it's, yeah, that's quite a bold statement, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure I agree with the, the statement itself, but I can get on board with the album. I will say. I sure can as well. Yeah. But first, let's not be rude, Colin. We got to introduce each other and then we got to get to know each other because that's how polite society operates. Mm-hmm. I, of course, am down here in Los Angeles. You're up there in Seattle. Uh, sweet cousin Colin, how are things in Seattle? You know, things are. Again, all things considered, things are going pretty well. Um, I, I'm, uh, you know, still still living life to the fullest. I, uh, uh, let's see, what have I done recently? I, you know, the other day I had kind of a shitty day and I got home from work and decided to go for a run. And before I knew it, I was running 15 miles for, for the first time in my life. Yeah, yeah. By far the oh longest I've ever run. It was weird, you know. I just like I felt the I felt the desire in me, and I went for it, and I did it. And then I collapsed on the sidewalk. Um, I bet I was gonna say, were you like limping the next day? <laughs> oh, it was horrible. I was limping for like for like a week afterwards. You like sore as hell. Right? Yeah, no, it was brutal. It was brutal, but uh, but I'm still glad I did it. Yeah, um, but I I didn't really eat or drink enough that day because well I wasn't planning on doing that, and then um, yeah collapse on the sidewalk before, like two miles from home you know because i didn't drink enough water cramping oh, no, cramp, didn't make it home cramping up and so i eventually got myself up and and sort of half limped half ran half walked you know because you can do halves of three things of course and uh got home yeah eventually. you tr- two-thirds walked two-thirds limped two-thirds <laughs> yeah. uh what was the other thing yeah yeah thank you um and drank out of someone's hose too on the way back one third i'm an yeah. idiot one third one third one third oh Everyone, i thought you were I'm, making a joke oh my god no no he's the scientist <laughs> i am not one two, you you one third one third one third uh, if you add those up that equals one are you sure i no i'm not that's what the whole fucking problem and anyway, i'm sorry <laughs> interrupting anyways go ahead uh anyway that's the end of that but um Damn, oh i dude, actually have one i have one other thing Completely unrelated, oh but also pretty wild. Okay. Uh, I went partway up Mount Rainier. I don't know if our, any of our listeners know about, about Mount Rainier, but wild mountains, just huge, looming over Seattle. Our and, listeners love Mount Rainier, so don't oh, worry. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, snowboarded down it, and um, but I lost my sunglasses partway up the, up the mountain, and I found the next day that I had horrifically sunburned my eyes, and I could barely see. I don't know if it, I don't know if you've ever experienced sunburned eyes, but it is I, eyes that are sunburned, literally sunburned. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. 
like the yeah. wet parts of your eyes that are supposed to see. Like your cornea is it's it's effectively oh. like sc- it's like scratching your cornea apparently. And yeah. is that because the sun is hitting the snow and you're getting like that double? That's burn? exact. That's exactly it. Yeah. So even when you're looking down, you're burning your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So. How do, how how do you heal from that? Do you put aloe vera on your eyeballs? What do you do? <laughs> there's there's no no there's no really way to to speed up the healing process. You got to let your body do its thing. But um, to relieve the pain, I just like would set a, a wet cloth on my eyes, and and that pretty much did the trick. Damn, yeah, Mister Active over here. You're snowboarding down mountains, burning your eyes. You're running 15 minutes. Meanwhile, I <laughs> I did like a a plank this morning for 30 seconds, and I am sore as fuck oh proud of you chris <laughs> and 25 sit-ups i mean more than 25 but for comic will comic purposes we'll say 25 sit-ups <laughs> anyways that's why anyway. i'm glad you're being active i'm glad you're being healthy thank be, you be thank safe you. you know don't burn your eyes too much no no i yeah i learned my lesson on that one for sure but uh yeah yeah so so things are going quite all right uh how about you chris have you have you done any any wild mountain climbing or or um i don't know dangerous like you're mocking me with this question no you know i have not i (laughs) i've been just a hairy little bastard it's awful i i mean this is something i'll even post to you colin because we're Mm -hmm. both all i I i've just i'll describe myself this way at least if not you uh, as a a curly-headed fuck yeah no i agree with that same okay that I'm a curly-headed fuck. And, no, and you do have curly hair as well. We I used know. to call you Curly Cute Colin, if yeah. you remember. Yeah. And that's Curly Cute Colin over here, and I, Chris, the curly-headed fuck. And <laughs> I have not gotten a haircut now in months. Mm. And and I'm starting to become kind of like a shaggy beat. Like, I'm getting the Kramer head. Where I'm just like, yeah, Jerry. <laughs> you betcha. I what gotta do you ask. do do why don't you have uh, why don't you have your fiance, your wonderful fiance, try to cut it for you? My fiance may be a dingo eat your baby. Um <laughs> some more Seinfeld stuff. I uh I, I don't know if I she, we've done that once before and it didn't quite turn out. Oh, she's okay. cut my hair once before and, and, and I've cut my hair before myself. Oh, wow as a that's teenager. Impressive. Wow, I'm shocked. Yeah. It wasn't impressive. Didn't work out. I'm oh. I've I've done every stupid thing to my hair. Mm-hmm. I've dyed it in the bathroom with, you know, CVS dye. I've right. bleached it with hydrogen peroxide. I've buzzed it myself. I've given myself a, a mohawk. I've done all this stupid shit. You can't do yeah. a mohawk when you've curly hair. You just can't do it. It looks true. stupid. Oh my god. So I mean just about everything looks stupid with curly hair. That's that's the thing. People are just like, oh I want your hair, but they don't fucking know. Dude, they, they don't, don't know. No, they don't know our pain. No, no. I'm like motherfucker. I, I, I don't wake up like this. I, when mm-hmm. I wake up, I look like uh, Mister Yeti. Mr., I look like a racer head. All right. I yeah. look like there's you know unmanaged pubes covering my skull. Mm-hmm. I need you know the curls unruly. That's why they're called unruly curls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, Colin, have, has how have your curls been? Have you been? Did you I actually, yourself, I was or? just gonna say no. My my partner actually did cut my hair a few weeks ago, and oh. uh, and it looks pretty good. I won't lie; it looks arguably better than it normally does after a haircut. So, okay, well, I hope you tipped her. <laughs> Don't you worry. All right, yeah, you got it. If you once you find a good hair person, you gotta you gotta tip them well because yeah, you no, I know, I know, I know. Good for you. Anyway, so that's that's you know in Los Angeles, we'll keep this is the curly report. I'm just a, just a little curly-headed fuck here. Uh, but enough about all, all the curly business. Colin, let's get back down to business for this week. We, of mm-hmm. course, are talking about not a Green Day album, but a Green Day side project, specifically Billy Joe Armstrong. He made this band The Long Shot. And yep, yep. they released their album, Love is for Losers, in only 2018. Remember 2018? We were so young then. Uh, yeah. It oh. actually seems better than today, which is shocking. Because yeah. in 2018, I think we were all kind of shitting on 2018. In 2018, we were like, fuck 2018. And yeah. And 2020 was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you don't I'm going to make you cry 2018's name in <laughs> agony. You're going to be missing this. Uh, uh, 
and let's get into this album of the week. So, uh, yeah, as, as Chris mentioned, it was released 2018, April 2018, to be more specific, uh, before the year went completely to shit. Um, and this was uh, the debut album. Um, I believe this is following a, an EP, or were there two EPs uh, before this? He, he, uh, the Longshot ended up releasing three EPs. Okay after the release of this album oh, they, but, but billy had leaked music previously so so this was okay. the album but yeah. he leaked a few songs okay um yeah. and we'll talk about those eps uh, maybe next time that'll be like our little long shot twofer mm-hmm. but th- one thing that's really cool about love is for losers here colin and i think the project in general is like this is what's the closest thing to billy joe armstrong doing a solo Mm-hmm. All the other side projects, the network, Foxborough Hot Tubs, we we love those side projects, but they're it's just Green Day doing different exactly. stuff. Yeah, putting it's on a mask. Trey, sort of. yeah. Mike, they're all they're both there. This is yeah. just Billy, and he recorded every single instrument on every track uh, on this album, with the exception of one, where his son joined him, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, but but this is uh, for all intents and purposes. Like Billy just doing his own music in his own studio exactly how he wants to do it. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's awesome. And I think I, I remember reading something about um, Billy feeling like this was his almost reintroduction to learning like the fun of making music again. You know, it, it sounds yeah. like over the years he slowly felt like it got more formulaic and everything and just didn't really see the enjoyment factor. And, uh, and with Green Day, with Green Day, everything has to be so big and serious, right? Exactly. Like everything has yeah. to match yeah. American Idiot. And this is nice to just be free of all those expectations. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You're right, and just have fun with it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So even though he was the, he, he played all the instruments when they toured and and did live shows. It was Billy Joe on lead guitar and vocals. Then he had their friend Jeff Matika. Uh, playing bass and he's a former touring member of green day mm-hmm. and then drummer david s field and rhythm guitarist kevin preston who is a at least at the time a current touring member of green day mm-hmm. so uh, even when he's going away from the green day family the green day family still neck right next to him he, he right is always surrounded by his green day fam one way yeah. or another yeah and then, of course, this was engineered and mixed by their longtime collaborator, Chris Dugan, is, who's been is, all, all over their side projects and, and Green Day records uh, okay, in equal measure. Okay. I see. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Cool. Yeah. And I, <laughs> this is just a sort of an aside, but I just noticed this. It was released on April 20th. Oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. 420. I love that. I mean, 420, <laughs> 2018. It's a good day to be a Green Day fan. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I remember this coming out, and I and I because he released a music video for "Love Is for Losers," mm-hmm. and I I listened to it, and then I I listened to the whole record later, but I didn't get into it for I just heard the single, but I remember yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I oh. I was kind of neutral to it, but I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I actually like it a lot now. Actually, having I, listened to I it a lot more, too. I think it's cool. Yeah. I'm really glad that you, because I think you suggested it to me. I, I had not listened to them until maybe like a month ago or something. And uh, man, I am shocked. This is a fantastic. Well, we'll get into it. I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> hey, no spoilers. But no yeah, spoilers. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then, so this was released, as you said, 420, 2018, 420 Blazer, bro. And the <laughs> was followed by, as we mentioned, three EPs, which was were called Return to Sender, Razor Baby, and Bullets. So uh, that's we'll get into those when we get to those, but I think those are also really fun. It's he just had so much material. It's cool he churned this all out like in one year. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's wild. And then we've talked about maybe we'll talk about it more next time. But the single "Devil's Kind" was also released just as a standalone single, and that was, of course, as we've talked about in the 2016 comedy drama <laughs> "Ordinary World," starring. B J A, mm. more and of a probably cringe, the best part of that more, movie. Yeah, <laughs> more of a more of a cringe comedy, but yeah, yeah. 
we, yeah, God bless everyone. We've been mean enough to ordinary world. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get into this. Let's get into these tracks. But before we Fair do, enough. I think it's I'll end our facts here with this quote from Billy Joe, uh, which I think kind of puts an interesting perspective onto this project. He said, I recorded an album as the long shot, which was kind of an extension of Uno, Dos and Trey, except where I produce it myself and not overthink it. Which is that's kind of interesting. That uh, sounds very, and we'll get into it with the tracks, but I, I think that's very accurate. And it's, I, I think the, the big, I, and we might have even shared this quote before, so I apologize, but it, it fits mm-hmm. here. Uh, but talking about like Uno Dos Trey, you kind of go, oh, no, not like Uno Dos Trey. And then he goes, except where I produce it myself and not overthink it. And that <laughs> seems to be the two big strikes against Uno Dos Trey. Yeah, yeah. Is that it doesn't, it felt very plastic in the production. It like the really songwriting did. wasn't immediate and and mm-hmm. visceral and the production was bad yeah and so, i mean the single worst thing is just that they didn't they weren't selective enough with their tracks and i think we said that over and over and yeah again i i listened to to at least my udo tray uh version just the other day and it's great honestly if they oh, just cool. made one album it would have been fucking great but anyway yeah and check out uh our last episode for our udo tray talking about green day's demolicious which is kind of their compilation of the trilogy we released our own kind of choices there and i agree i think i like mine i like yours both of them are you're mm-hmm. just a selective they just needed to narrow it down they did um yeah. back to billy on the long shot here he says i uh record all the instruments myself as we know and he said and just started putting stuff out on soundcloud and releasing little clips on instagram and i think this is maybe what you you were referencing earlier it taught me how to have fun with making records Uh, again mm -hmm. and how cool it can be which is it and i love that it was just kind of him experimenting and just and just like a a a normal an honest broke artist a broke Mm -hmm. musician you're just throwing up little clips on soundcloud and instagram you know and just trying to feel out what people want so that's exactly yeah. he's like returning to like the roots of what it means to be a musician in, in mm-hmm. this day and age. Um, and then he said it was this concept that ended up turning into a real band. I was dipping into music that's way more rock and roll and more like and I feel that influence a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say mid-career plate replacements or this band I love called Exploding Hearts. I was also thinking of Ron Edson and early Beach Boys. And mm-hmm. that's it's funny he says that because I didn't put the connection together. But this reminds me so much of the replacements. Uh, I, I, I have never listened to the replacements really actually replacements are great okay uh, i'm sure everyone has probably heard them or, or recognize a song if if they you know even if they don't identify it as replacements but replacements mm-hmm. are awesome okay they're like beloved by the punk scene but they're surprisingly like pop punk or, or very accessible mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah cool. that, that, right. but i hear that here yeah um and yeah, that's, I mean, with that, I think we should get into the one-by-ones for Love is for Losers. Let's do it, yeah. Um, our first track here is called The Last Time. I mean, just right off the bat, this is a very a much warmer production. The guitars, the drums. I mean, every, it's it's all Billy, but it just feels like the way it's produced is uh, very classic Agreed. rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of very like '70s guitar. Yeah. Rock, I mean, I think rock. I love it. I think the first thing I thought when I heard this song was serious Foxboro vibes. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Which again, I think, is is also another project, side project for Green Days that uh, was aiming for a similar vibe, you know, the old school rock and roll type thing. Yeah, Billy. When Billy's left to his own devices, he kind of leans that way, doesn't mm-hmm. he? That's yeah. kind of interesting. As far as composition goes, the last time here, I feels very Beatles-esque. Do you hear that at all? Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like with the woo mm-hmm. and all. I don't. Just the the melody and the, the yeah. progressions. Yeah. I like that the solo comes in sort of early in the song, too. It's really fun. Yeah, I think he he plays with structure, even though they're all very straightforward pop. He does play with structure in some ways during this Mm -hmm. album, which is fun. Mm -hmm. What's more, the hooks are just fantastic. They are, This is very easy listening, even Mm -hmm. if you don't know all the lyrics or whatever. You can just kind of, it's it's fun. You can hum along. Yeah, you can hum along easy. 
And the lyrics, the lyrics are cool too, and it, it's sort of another common yeah. Billy Joe theme. I thought um, it sounds sort of to me like he's trying to gain forgiveness from, and I would presume eighty, uh, his wife. I would Adrian. hope, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you bring that up, Mickey, because I, I I was noting these lyrics. It's like, well, I've been feeling sad. I've been making you mad. Well, now I'm feeling so sick inside. I'm just sitting in this hotel room, so won't mm-hmm. you please help me? I'm in misery. I'm sorry for what I ever did and promise <laughs> that into the hook, it'll be the last time. Uh, so that, again, what I, ever I think did, they're though? so good at writing <laughs> catchy songs about cheating. Yeah, but what I ever did, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, have you ever I, listened I, to um, Hippies by Harlem? You know, do you know Harlem? Embarrassingly, I don't think I do. Oh, you should really check it out. You would really like it. Does um, it remind you? It does remind me of this quite a bit, and even the lyrics too is sort of the same thing. Sort of this clueless, clueless idiot who fucked up pretty bad. You know. Let's just uh, recommend Harlem, the album mm-hmm. Harlem by Hippies. Yeah, I'm gonna check album. it out. That sounds yeah. awesome. No, so track two here is Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like this song. Yeah, and yeah. I, I no. think the chorus in particular is winning. Okay, yeah. I Yeah, I think I'll have to pay some more attention to the chorus. I, I like the whole song. I think it's well-written, well-produced. Uh, you know, there's a fun solo. Um, I yeah. will say, I'm not sure I totally understand what the lyrics are saying, though. Did you, do you have an inkling on that? I, you know, I don't know exactly, but I, the, what I got gleaned from reading him was just that it's kind of like about a rambling traveler, you know, okay. just down on his luck and just get get in my taxi and taxi driver take me away. I'm rolling like a stone, like I don't care. I just get me out of here. Kind of that <laughs> eternal Billy Joe attitude. Yeah, yeah. No, don't I don't know where I'm going, but I know where I've been. Yeah. Uh, this is funny. The one funny thing I think about is I like this song a lot. It was released in 2018. I think this is probably the last song ever written about a taxi cab. <laughs> that's, like, this, that's arguably true, yeah. Would this have the same hit if it was like, Uber driver, I'm calling <laughs> Uber driver. I don't know. I mean, I think it could be, you know, like 20 years down the line where no one knows anything other than Uber. We'll be writing the Uber driver song. Yeah. We'll see. Uh... Only but, time yeah, to tell. So it's kind of, but it kinda of, I guess taxi driver fits with like this like feeling like a classic rock record, so Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool song, cool solo. Good stuff. Nothing else to say. Yeah. Uh a track three here I'm very excited about is <laughs> Chasing. I can Ghost. tell. I can tell. Yeah. In case Chris cuts this cuts it later, he, he tried to jump to this song twice. Yeah, and I and I am gonna cut it. So, God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna cut it, but it is true. Yes, I've been I've been chomping at the bit for this one for some yeah. reason. Must be a good song. Yeah. One thing that's interesting, uh, I'll say again because I already told you this, I'm so excited about this, is uh, the opening lyrics are piss stains and cigarettes, the party's getting dull, I'm looking for a bump and I want a wall to call my home. That is eerily similar to the opening of the Longshot's single, The Devil's Kind, which opens classically with juke stains and cigarettes, the party's in my pocket, I'm looking for a drink and a couch to call my home. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, it's just, it's just... People have argued, you know, like that it's not lazy that these are two songs telling different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like The Devil's Kind is about someone who's kind of young and full of piss and vinegar. Okay. And Chasing the Ghost is about an older person looking back and being like, I want a couch. I just want to. Uh, like, he, essentially, they're chasing the ghost of their younger self. Yeah. While Devil's yeah. Kind is like, we are the Devil's Kind. Like, we're, okay. we're still in the youth and devil. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah, no, I dig, I dig that. I actually, for some reason, when I was listening to this song, I thought uh, the ghost or whoever he was chasing was maybe like an old flame that he saw at a party, and 
you know, is missing all the good times they had or some shit like that. Um, that could work too. But I'm not Who sure. Knows? But I'm not sure. And I was also hmm. going to say, I wonder if, if they didn't, or if he didn't include uh, The Devil's Kind in this this album because he already was including uh, Chasing the Ghost. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to have those if it was more of a concept album. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. To, to, yeah. To, to share those ideas, but... Yeah I, yeah, I guess the way I look at it is like it's kind of, especially this, the bridge part right here where he goes, here's the painkillers, oh yeah, mm-hmm. on a Saturday night. Yeah. Because it, it kind of opens up a theme I think this album wrestles with a lot. A lot of these songs play with the idea of like rock stardom, uh, partying, and like sobriety. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and kind of outgrowing some of those things. Yeah. About uh, fucking time, Billy, Jesus Christ. I know, and and yeah. I think that's again maybe more the contrast between Devil's Kind and this song is it's mm-hmm. y- your old self and your current self. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, um, good solo, good guitar solo. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one thing I'll say though, and this is a teaser for in a few tracks, but I think the chord progression here is uh, <laughs> on the chorus is exactly like Kill Your Friends. Mm. I'm gonna have to pay attention. I get these two songs confused just wow. if I hear the progressions because wow. you can sing "Kill Your Friends" over this chorus. Yeah, Chris, uh, I gotta yeah. say, like over over this whole podcast, you would, it's come become clear to me that you just have like a serious ear for for chord progressions. You're constantly like, "This sounds like this," and then I'll listen to him. I'm like, "Oh, no. he's right," but I <laughs> but I would never have noticed that on my own, you know. Oh, thank you. I think it's called being a snooty bitch, is what I have. I'm like, that's not very original. It sounds just like, eh. And it's like, there's a finite amount of chord progression. So, of course, things are going to share. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, you're right. I do get great joy out of being like, aha. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. They need to be totally kept inconspicuous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you, you got to be. You got to be honest, right? You got to do good work. You got to have integrity in this game. Because uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Colin, we all end up in a body bag. Ooh, nice transition. <laughs> and that's going to bring us to track four. Body bag. Okay, yeah, so this was one of the songs that... Billy Joe wrote for the soundtrack of the film Ordinary World. I don't remember it in the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't either uh, at all. Um, I'm not sure which part it would have been in, um, but I don't really want to rewatch the movie to find out. So that's okay. I watched it twice for goodness sake. I, I don't think it's in there, but uh, <laughs> I like this song. I think body. This is like a a beautiful falsetto. I totally agree. I think it's a gorgeous song. I think. Uh, I think it's the most stylistically different than the rest of the album as well. Um, yeah, and that's a good thing. I think it's it's like nice and a little bit slower, a little bit more like down tempo and and uh, pleasant. I guess I don't know. It is pleasant. It's oddly pleasant. It sounds mm-hmm. like kind of like a drug trip. Like I know. It's, it's yeah. like like psychedelic Beatlesy kind of vibe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But. And, and I love at the the end of the chorus, there's that weird donkey sound that's like, I think the guitar scratching, but it sounds like a donkey. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't even and notice cool. that. Huh, it okay. works. Yeah. It's in the right ear at the end of the chorus. And it's okay. like, I'm paying attention. Dope. Yeah. Um, and like, the, I think the, the content of the song is kind of interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it might be a little negative on romance, frankly. Maybe, maybe. I, I actually didn't even think it was about romance. I, I personally was thinking this is more like saying, like, when you're feeling really detached from life in general, and you kind of, like, feel like you exist, but, like, you can see your body almost as a separate thing from you, and you're like, oh, that's just, like, this bag of, like, meat, practically, you know? Oh, I like that a lot better. I like that better than what I... I thought it was just about being in a relationship, and you're like, oh, I'm stuck here, I'm going to... You're, I thought it was like saying that this relationship is my body bag. I mean, you're probably right, but yeah, I, I don't know. That seems I a like lot more yours sensible. Much more. <laughs> I like that idea. Mm-hmm. It's very just. It's very depressing to think if you're in a relationship and you're looking at your wife and being like, oh, "That's my fucking body bag." Like till Ooh, I'm dead. That's horrible. That's like a. That's cynical as fuck. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. 
but wouldn't be surprised if way, Billy if, thought that though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the album is called "Love Is for Losers," so uh, true, true. Uh, but "Body Bags" is a cool track. I it like is. it. I do too. Um, speaking of "Love Is for Losers," let's check out track five here. The, the namesake title track. Mm-hmm. The namesake. <clears throat> now, from uh, the opening riff, this feels like very different. Mm-hmm. It's a little country-ish or something. Yeah, it's it's a little strange. Um, it's kind of bland to me. I'll be honest. Like, I don't dislike this song. I, I still think it's well written. I still think it's catchy and all that. But it's kind of boring and predictable the whole way through to me. And uh, honestly, it's probably my least favorite track on the album. <laughs> wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Shots fired at the long shot. It's not my a goodness. bad. Again, it's not a bad song. It's just my least favorite, probably. <laughs> um, but it, it definitely represents. You're not, the you're album. not a bad kid. Yeah. You're yeah. just my least favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Well, that's interesting. I, I maybe this was because it was the single. It's the first one I heard off this record. But mm-hmm. I maybe it's because it's the only one that has an official music video. Mm. Uh, and, and watching Billy play it, yeah, I like this song. Okay. I get what you're saying. It's not groundbreaking. Yeah. But I, I think it's solid. Uh, the, the, the content is kind of interesting. I, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of interpreting it as it's like, love is for losers. It's told from someone who's of the perspective like that they've been hurt so badly in the past that they think love is for losers. Right, right, yeah. I got like you. watching younger people fall in love and being like, you losers, love, love. <laughs> you're going to get hurt. You don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the solo's kind of meh. It's not that interesting. Yeah, it's kind of boring. But I think the hook's pretty cool. And, and the riff's all right. Uh, the, the last <laughs> thing I, I think we can say on, on Love is for Losers is uh, something that Billy Joe actually said uh, about the opening of it. He said, when I came up with the riff in that song uh, and I wrote the first line, which is, I'm riding shotgun in a car that's broken down, it's like you're going absolutely nowhere. It's sort of an anti-Valentine's Day song. I think I got back to something and felt more self-depreciating and dumb. And when I'm dumb, I'm at my best. <laughs> this is Which such is a recurring fun. theme with Billy, the dumb thing, you know? It is. I, I, I mean, this album makes me think about, because it's just him, you know? So it's not like he's sharing content. Yeah, and yeah. I know he's partially, you know, songwriting is writing through characters. Mm-hmm. But it is really interesting, the subjects he kind of keeps going back to. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's true. He, yeah, he has some very common themes, like the whole career wide, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> like starting from Basket Case, mm-hmm. you know, like the the, the the subject has never really changed. Like, exactly. I'm, a, I'm dumb. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 like a lot of loneliness, like, like yeah. a lot of feelings of isolation, and so even as even as he's like the, one of the biggest rock stars in the world, he's still mm-hmm. yeah. You know that that shit never goes away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally feel that. Uh, let's get on from Colin's least favorite to <laughs> my favorite favorite. Ooh, this is wow. track six. It is Cult Hero. I mean, I respect it. This is a great track, for sure. Um, this is up there for me. I'm not sure if it's my favorite, but uh, I think there's some great guitar licks in the chorus. That's, like, maybe my favorite part of the thing, of the song. I love the chorus. Yeah, the, the chorus is awesome. The guitar licks are just, they're, they're minimal, but they add so much to it. And uh, and also, it's fun that they name-check the, the band name in this song. Yes, I wonder if that's what this came from, the band name came from that's was, what i wondered too song. yeah uh I, I believe it's the opening lyric i think it's i am the patient of a story never told i am the longest shot in town mm-hmm. the long shot mm-hmm. and i love this the lyrics to this song i fucking love it's full of kind of self-depreciating uh humor but just kind of calling yourself out the songwriter calling himself out 
mm-hmm. or herself, doesn't matter. But uh, in all these situations, and I, I think they're just like like really just really clever lyrics in a in a tightly packaged like hook filled song. I, I I mean it's the it's I what I come for in a Green Day song or a Billy Joe song. I agree. I Honestly, it. this is a great great track for sure. I, I love, I think it's towards the bridge when he says, uh, well, I self-destruct on any given note. My ruin is my storyline. Like that's like, I, I think this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about in the last track about these like mm-hmm. recurring themes that Billy Gums, the, the exactly. well he keeps coming yeah. back to. He's like aware of his own like recurring, recurring themes, you know? Yeah. And like, I think it's like he has a desire, Billy or the character of the song but again that is billy because he's the author yeah of, is has a desire to be seen as an outsider mm-hmm. but one who is considered a cult hero exactly yeah and that's what this whole song is about is, is i ride the darkest horse i am the you, you know i i am i am fate has doomed me to yeah. be an outsider but like i am iconic yeah yeah the only thing i will say negative um is yes. that you could you could construe that as being a little bit um like sort of intentionally edgy if you know what i mean like oh yeah it's a little self-obsessed yeah yeah that's exactly yeah. that's the word exactly yeah um, like it's a little jesus complexity to be mm-hmm. uh viewing yourself that way and again i know it's a song it's not an indictment of his personal character no, but it's no. just interesting yeah yeah that, that's all. That that's type all. of perspective can lead to, I think, a lot of egoism. I think you're right. Yeah, 100%. And that is kind of that like edginess you're saying. It's like, oh, I'm the, I don't, I'm an, I don't do that. I'm, I'm an outsider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah I, yeah, I eat my hard boiled eggs with the shell still on it. I don't give a oh fuck. My. You know, like, <laughs> weird stuff like that. Exactly. I, 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 I mean, Colin, if you have any friends who eat your hard-boiled eggs with the shell still on, like crunching it and stuff like that, that's, I mean, you're going to have to kill your friends. I've that's never, disgusting. oh my God, wow. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. <laughs> and what does uh, that bring us to? That brings us to track seven here, Kill Your Friends. Kill Your Friends, Colin. This is an interesting one for me. Mm-hmm. W- uh, what do you think? Um... I think it's 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 a good melody, well written, good production. Sort of the same things I've been saying about all all these uh, songs. Um, I will be honest at this point and the next few songs, though I still like all of them. I'm starting to get a little bit tired of the same old thing. Like every song mm. on this album sort of has very similar vibe to it, and so at this point I'm sort of yeah. I'm sort of yearning for a little bit of a change in the album, I guess. There's not like a huge arc like an American Idiot or something. Like there's yeah. all, your ballad and your build up. They're, yeah. they're all pretty similar high paced yeah. rockers. Yeah. That's also, true. the lyrics are kind of kind of gruesome. Well, that's my thing. That's the thing I'm trying. Is is it's called "Kill Your Friends" and that's the hook. And I, I wonder: is the message like really dark, or is it more of like a "kill your darlings" thing? You know, I don't meaning know. like you gotta you gotta kill the. In art, you need to kill the things that you hold most precious to actually right. remove the the blockages of uh, where your heart is, and you'll act, remove bias, and you'll actually be able to see clearly. Exactly, it. it's the it's the whole um, tell yourself that nothing matters type of thing. It's sort of like that Buddhist thing, how like you're supposed to yeah. have no connection to anything worldly, including like people, you know. That's right. Total impermanence. Yes. The accepting yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that too. And yeah, I don't know if that's the case because it, it it is not kill your darlings. It's kill your friends. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I assume it's at least somewhat like kill the DJ. It is, you know, kind of supposed to be a, a bit satirical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's again, it's not something I really want to be driving my car screaming along with. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, I agree. The the last thing I'll say is like the one of the lyrics that I thought were cool, despite all the violent lyrics, is we got thoughts and prayers, nothing comes to mind, and I don't even care. Uh, and you know, people have been saying thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers about all these shootings, and and it's kind of become like a loaded phrase. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and now when something bad happens to the the asshole Republican senator who didn't do gun control, they go, oh, my thoughts and prayers, you, you know, it's to mock I know, them. it's just fucking so goofy. So I, I, 
I feel like Billy saying that is, you know, this is 2018. So it's, you know, these are very recently he wrote all these. And I feel like that maybe is a hint. And, and, and then saying, we got thoughts and prayers, nothing comes of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think uh, that's a bit of commentary, perhaps. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I think that's a good line, definitely, and and yeah, and uh, a little more thoughtful than yeah I was expecting. Uh, but then again, and then he goes back to kill your friends, and you're like, oh okay, oh all right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, <laughs> if you're killing your friends, bro, you're not dripping with happiness, right? That's uh huh, uh huh. Track track is happiness, of course. Um, this is the only song that uh, has anyone else recording on the studio yeah. uh, version of the of the album, and that is uh, his son Joey um, on drums. Little little Joey Armstrong here in the drums. Mm-hmm. Little Joey A on the skins. Isn't that fun? <laughs> what, what, yeah. What do you think of this song, Colin? Um, again, I'm, I'm sort of getting the same vibe as the rest of the album still. I'm kind of like, eh, I could go for something a little bit different, slightly at least. But it's a good song, wow. don't get me wrong. There's a really great, like, bass um, walk-up thing. I think it's in the verse, maybe the chorus. Uh, but it goes like, oh, oh, I hear it right there. You know, and did you the, hear and that? And then the guitar riff comes in with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, which I yeah. really like that part of the uh, the song. It's really fun, dude. It's so funny you mentioned that when I was listening to this just before this. That was like the one part that I was like, "Well, that's pro-. to be honest, this is my least favorite song of the album." But that one riff is my favorite part of this song. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not that I dislike it. It's like it's perfectly serviceable, but it's just as you said, it's probably the you get hit over the head so many times it, it stops feeling. Uh, exactly uh, the yeah. rush is, is not there yeah uh i i mean the, just to dissect it a little bit the the kind of the hook lyrics it, it's called happiness mm-hmm. and the hook here is like how lonely is your lonely how 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 essentially like how real is your sad everyone says they're lonely yeah how lonely is your lonely yeah which i thought was kind of an interesting idea just as, as far as what Billy it seems obsessed with loneliness a bit on this album. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and maybe his own feelings of isolation. Yeah. Within sobriety or, or within not being sober, within a band. I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's a reoccurring theme. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great line too. I agree. I think that was one of my my favorite lines from the album. But yeah, other than that, it's I, I feel the same way as you. It's a good song. It's 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 all well done. But it's at this point in the album, you're you're just tired. Yeah, I mean, I'll be interested how you feel in this next one. It may be similar. This track mm-hmm. nine up next is going to be Soul Surrender. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, this is one of those ones that made me think of Foxborough Hot Tubs immediately. I feel that, definitely. Um, yeah, even the intro, you're right, you're right. I didn't, oh my god, I'm totally hearing it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't like know. This, what... this could have been on any Foxborough project, whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't bad an eye. I, yeah. you know, wouldn't be surprised if you wrote this and it was in consideration. Because mm-hmm. it's... Uh, or, or for dose or something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah. It, it, I, I mean, what, just overall, what do you think about it? I think it's a good song. Um, I really like the do 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 You know that? Uh, I don't know if it's bass yeah. or guitar that's playing that part, but um, I know the da 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 da. Yeah, that part's really fun. <laughs> yeah. um, it's sort of uh-huh. the same thing as with happiness. You know, there's this like great little lick that you hear throughout the song. Um, the rhythm's good. Um, but yeah, yeah. Again, it's just I'm still. I guess I'm still getting tired of this vibe at this point in the yeah, album. Yeah, me too. Honestly, the, the again, not my favorite, but it's cool. Like it's fine if you're just listening to the record. You know, I don't mind it. Yeah. The the one interesting thing is that Billy kind of plays with structure a little bit here. This is the only song on the album that starts with the chorus. 
Uh, oh, okay. like a lot of hip hop songs. I mean, a lot of songs do that, but uh, mm-hmm. but Billy typically doesn't. You know, he okay. he normally sticks to pretty uh, similar structure. But this one yeah. goes chorus, verse, chorus, solo, refrain, chorus, outro, refrain. Oh. So it only is one verse and uh, three choruses, and then like the the refrain comes in twice, mm-hmm. uh, and and then a very uh, a sick solo. I think one of the better solos on the album. So it's that that is to me the biggest interest of this song is seeing Billy playing with his songwriting structure. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and and again, back to the themes that we've been talking about. That some of the lyrics here are: I think I need a long vacation to keep me clean and blow my nose. Ooh. And I just was wondering if this. At first, I thought this was like about how sweet soul surrender, sweet old suicide, which is the chorus. Mm-hmm. Is if that was about like can, if you surrender your soul to a partner, that's kind of like sweet old suicide. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I again, kind of, kind of a that. cynical him being cynical about the, what romance Love. And, 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 yeah. and partnership is. But at the same time, I then I the that lyric keep me clean and blow my nose. And then there was another lyric in here: lead me out of my temptation. I got a case of burning cold. Those are all terms for like kind of detoxing mm-hmm. I, I keep me clean blow my nose yeah the blow i've got a case of burning cold i just yeah. wonder if this is also about wrestling with sobriety i, th- or, I think or, i think it is yeah or not wrestling with sobriety <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem well uh, put well put yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah but it's cool mm-hmm. yeah it's a good song no question and you know, because <clears throat> Billy, he parties, he doesn't party, he does it all because uh, he, he just gets turned and he gets loose, <laughs> you know, and, th- and that brings us to track 10 here. Turn weak. Me that was a weak that was transition. Weak. That was weak. No. You were grasping soft. at straws the whole time. I was. Oh, gosh. Uh, I, 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 I went to Starbucks and I, I grabbed all the straws. <laughs> This song, I'll be honest, like, at least the intro, I think, is really fun and, like, fresh a little bit, too. The drum thing, he's, you know? Yeah, I like that. And then, and I don't tray. know. Yeah, and I don't know if he's, like, scraping the guitar, too, right at the intro of the guitar part. Do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a cool little, I mean, I know it's minor, but it's just fun. Yeah, just kind of sliding down the string and then yeah. into the riff. It sounds great. Yeah. And, and you're and right, just, just a little something different. Yeah, and every chorus yeah. and verse, there's all these like little like guitar licks in the background that are just super fun. And uh, honestly, this might be my favorite on the album. Oh, cool! I like this yeah. one a lot too. That that's mm-hmm. really that's interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a great one. I think uh, yeah, one of the lyrics I pulled here, and I think it kind of plays into the theme, is "I'll go down swinging for the foul line. I'm not a rebel for my pride." Hmm. And I kind of wonder, you know, basically, like, I look like a fool often. Um, it's essentially <laughs> what that's saying. And uh, I, I was kind of, again, wondering if this was Billy parodying or commenting on his own rock star lifestyle. Mm-hmm. and Or his, again, his sobriety or lack thereof. Where, you know, mm-hmm. turn me loose, but don't call me a loser. Like, this whole song is based on that pun, essentially. Yeah. Or whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. Turn me loose, don't, but don't call me a loser. You know, I, I may go off and, and, and go, I don't, I don't know, go, go go on some ragers, but I'm uh, I'm not a loser. I, I come on back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's, he's like, you, you turned me loose. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I it's agree. your fault for turning me totally. loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have, I have nothing really else to say about this song, but I just think everything fits really well together. The drums are great. The guitar, again, is just beautiful. Um... And it like the guitar almost like punctuates everything he says the whole song. You know, he'll finish a line and then there'll be this like cool little guitar lick, and then I agree. Yeah, it's and like then the solo is dueling. also great. Yeah. Oh, the solo is sick. I yeah. Mean, I, I I even wrote it down. I was like, I think I said it's a burning solo. This <laughs> <laughs> solo is yeah. burning. Hell and I yeah. Think it's, the, it's the best on the album because it's like really short, but it's awesome. It's like yeah. scorching. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, dude, this is, you're right, this is one of the best ones on the album, for sure. <laughs> uh, anything, anything else on Turn Me Loose? No, nothing for me. 
And then, I mean, then we're going to move along on here. To our final one. Mosey on to our final track. Track 11, Goodbye to Romance. Yesterday has been and gone. Tomorrow will I find the sun? Nor will it rain? This is a uh, cover of an Ozzy Osbourne song from uh, Blizzard of Oz. Yeah, do you, I, and again, I'm an embarrassing person because I didn't realize that right away. Oh, I didn't either. Don't care. Don't, don't worry. Because I, when I was younger, I listened to I listened to that album. Oh. You know, like like, uh, like not a lot, but just mm-hmm. you know, as you're trying to like get caught up on classic rock and be cool mm-hmm. and and expand your horizons, but beyond just Green Day, only Green Day all of the time, Green Day. <laughs> but I didn't. You know, I remember uh, Crazy Train. And right, right, that, yeah. And the, kind of the big hits off that, but this mm-hmm. is a is a great cover. It's super good. I, I think good. this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally agree. This is one of my favorites on the album for sure. Like, and it's the ballad. It's the ballad of the album. It is. You know? Yeah. Again, it's another like stylistic shift, which is which is uh, needed at this point. Like, it's it's the second body bag of this album, I guess, for me. Yeah. And it, 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 you're right because the tonally, I, I don't. It's a great closer to the album. It is, but I don't know if it would have helped to even had it in the middle more. No, just yeah, to I, have more ups and downs. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, more of an yeah, arc okay. to the album, so it's not you. just clobbering you. Yeah, the thing is, but I think it is great. such a great closer, though. You know, it is. I, I can't complain. It, it's, but, it's but well I get what played. you're saying too. I just appreciate the di- like. This is a big, as you said, tonal difference to the rest mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Uh, and and the, again, back to these. I'm sorry to keep saying this. I sound like a, a broken mockingbird. That's a thing. <laughs> but th- these themes that are addressed in Goodbye to Romance are written by Ozzy Osbourne, but they're the exact same thing of loneliness. Say goodbye to your friends. Say goodbye mm-hmm. to romance. Yeah. And and those are the three big themes of this album. I'd say that I keep like seeing Billy return to, is like romance. You know, it's it, it grows stale. Mm-hmm. Uh, par- partying grows stale. Like your friends grow stale. Like you you eventually kind of move on. And I wonder if that's something that is like a, it's kind of like a rock star, an aging rock star realization. And yeah. I wonder if it's kind of like Billy Joe, one rock icon drawn to another rock icon Ozzy Osbourne's mm-hmm. ideas because this was written in 1980 uh, Boy, or at least released yeah, in 1980 I didn't realize that damn but it, I think like this lyrically I would not be surprised if it came out of Billy Joe you know like the same themes apply oh, totally. just as much to him totally yeah uh, have and you the heard guitar the, the guitar is great uh, no oh. I haven't I haven't heard the original well that's that's what I was going to say is, is you brought up the guitar just now the it's original uh, I, I listened to just now mm-hmm. is is very. It's 1980. It's not quite the full 80s, but it is very per, 80s produced. There's like okay. some synths, and it feels very sparse and empty compared to this. Yeah, this yeah. actually feels like a more classic rock version than the Ozzy Osbourne. Wow. Okay. Like this is a got a, such a as you said that full guitar. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that, and listeners may hate to hear this, but I think the '80s is just the worst decade by far musically for me, and and production is a big part of that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. I'm I'm actually going to listen to it after this. So I'm very curious to see if if uh, definitely I agree. do, man, because yeah. it's because it's 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 like charming. It's not bad. No disrespect to Ozzy Osbourne. It's really cool and it works. But I feel like the full, it's a really well-written power ballad. Mm-hmm. And this version, the long shot version here, brings it to like its full potential. Yeah, yeah. Because as you said, the 80s thing and just like the production technique sometimes back then, you'll you'll hear fantastic Bruce Springsteen songs and albums from the 80s where you go, like, oh, if they had just, if they had just, you know, done it with just classic rock instruments and not felt the need to bring in drum machines and things that thought, this I would know. sound timeless and instead yeah. it sounds so dated because of the, the 80s. Kinda, yeah, kind of kind of fake to me, I guess. 
I just I I don't I don't really like the like attempting for like perfection thing that the '80s has in general. I guess. Well, it's like all this uh, electronics that were being released at the time for the first time available to the public and to musicians of all stripes. Mm-hmm. Where these synthesizers were suddenly affordable, these drum machines were suddenly everywhere, mm-hmm. and it was like the cool hip thing to play with these new sounds. But it's like when when if someone gave you like a, a power saw you would probably first make like a very basic box right yeah uh, you, yeah you, you'd start with like projects that were very easy and then after yeah. you had years with your table saw you'd be making very intricate little cuts and using different measurements to make notches right and wood. well mm-hmm. it, you would learn how to use the tool better with time right so wow I think dude that's a I, great I, metaphor holy shit <laughs> Because the 80s are just everyone getting all these new toys, all these new tools, and just, like, mm-hmm. playing with them without, like, knowing how to do it, like, maturely, right? And, yeah, and exactly. Nuance. That that so perfectly describes my view of the 80s music, actually, that, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, 80s. We're not, yeah. I, I'm, I, and because the, the closest we get to 80s with Green Day is, like, the network, but that's even kind of. Mm-hmm. having that's fun not, with it you know yeah exactly and that folks is the long shots love is for losers their uh first and only album uh, mm-hmm. as of this recording uh colin mm-hmm. what are your thoughts overall man what do you think about this sweet sweet bja solo j i think i think it's pretty great honestly i think it's uh it's the foxborough hot tubs follow-up that we never got and, oh, uh, well put. Yes. And and if it had just replaced the trilogy, frankly, I would have been happy too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I think it's a great album. I think the worst thing I can say about it is that like it starts to sound like the same by the end of the album, but I don't even think they really draw it out too long or anything like that. And And none of the songs are bad for sure so yeah it's 11 tracks it's like 30 minutes 32 minutes it's it's yeah i agree like there's not much to complain about because it's 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 got a quick clip to it so you Mm -hmm. just kind of get through it even if you're not crazy about something but i like most of all of it Uh, yeah it's yeah I, i love putting on this album hell yeah the only two of the tracks are over oh pardon me three of the tracks are over three minutes but most of them are under Three minutes, two, mm. know, two minutes, something. It's mm-hmm. quick little nibbles. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, I think this is like a, a Billy Joe accomplishment that reminds everybody's like, oh, he's a really good songwriter. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. Like, you don't need to worry yeah. uh, if he's lost it. Yeah, especially if he doesn't just overthink it. You know, that's that's definitely. A plus. Oh, I just I just thought, oh, this might be fun. Like, what are your top three tracks off this album? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. For me, it is uh, number one's Cult Hero. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I really like Chasing a Ghost. Oh. And yeah. uh, I'm t- I like Body Bag. I like Love is for Losers. I like Turn Me Loose. Uh, don't make me choose, Daddy. I can't choose. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I, I'll tell you if I if I had to cut one, I think it would probably be "Kill Your Friends." I think I would too, actually. Agreed. Simply, like content aside, uh, it I think the it shares that chord progression with mm-hmm. "Chasing a Ghost," and I'd rather have "Chasing a Ghost." So that's fair, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and maybe maybe happiness. Happiness is also not. Yeah, my favorite, I but agree. It's fine. I agree. Yeah. What What are your top three? Colin. Um, I mean, Turn Me Loose is definitely number one. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I... Whew, it's hard to say. See? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Goodbye to Romance, am I, am I allowed to pick a cover? Like, that one could be You totally be can. It's a yeah. great cover. It might yeah. be Turn Me Loose, then Goodbye to Romance, then maybe Cult Here. Oh, maybe Body... Oof. Or maybe Chasing a Ghost. Don't make me choose. There's a lot of cool songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, it's a good album. Yeah. Just listen to the whole thing, and you'll you won't go wrong. Absolutely, uh, that's the long shot, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, to this here redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast featuring the long shot. And 
uh, I think next time, Colin, we might come back with more long shot and we might just knock out those EPs. Yeah, yeah. Which I is mean, about the equivalence of one album. So right, right. And I be bet about right. I bet it's high quality as well. Though I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. But oh, you haven't? Okay, no. I, I'm stoked for you listening to them because I think there's a lot of cool guitar stuff in those as well. Ooh, looking uh, forward to it. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. This, of course, is, as I already said, but there's no point in uh, not being redundant here on Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Thank you for listening. You can check us out on Podomatic.com. You can subscribe. You can comment, like. You can write us if you have questions, concerns, or just want to you know, share your feelings. Check in at RedundantGreenDayPod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Of course, uh, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and if you want to drop us a line on Twitter where Colin <laughs> manages the account, he's always very active, very on mm-hmm. top of it. Colin, oh, what yeah. is that Twitter? Uh, that is at Green Day Pod or uh, Redundant Colin, the totally original Green Day podcast, as you may have guessed. I love Twitter. It's, it's just such a wonderful platform. There is nothing bad to say about it. Oh, no. It is a cesspool of good intentions and kind people. That's, <laughs> that's Twitter for you. Thanks for listening, folks. In conclusion, I think I'll say, quoting the sweet long shot here, I'm a hyena at the dog and pony show, Colin. I'm a last of the lesser lesser knowns, because I want to be a cult cult hero. hero. We just nailed, knocked that straight out of the park. Beautiful. So good. Don't even try it again. Thanks for listening, folks. Remember to keep it on Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. See you soon. Bye.